Hi, I'm Teresa, owner of T3Fit, and you're listening to the T3Fit podcast, where scoliosis warriors and professionals come together. Here we talk about our scoliosis journeys and the emotional components it takes on from being a parent to being diagnosed with scoliosis and sometimes leading to surgery. It's a place where professionals share their expertise of treatments, from physical therapy to surgery, and so much more. So let's get started. everybody welcome back to the t3 fit scoliosis podcast it is june and it is scoliosis awareness month and to finish the month off i wanted to invite once again katie carlson she's here to talk about scoliosis as we did in the previous episode but we're going to dive a little bit more into life how we move forward once we've been diagnosed if we have surgery and what we can do to to optimize being productive with our time of living with scoliosis. So Katie, I'd like to welcome you back to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, It was so great talking with you last time and I'm really excited to be back and talking with you today. So thank you so much. Of course, of course. So we tapped a little bit into this um, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna dive into it a little bit more about talking about what do people do once they've been diagnosed, you have paid, you have clients that you deal with this, you know, the whole unit, the children and the parents, and, and how does life proceed moving forward? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a big question. <laughs> yes. Um, so really, in that situation, like you're getting diagnosed with scoliosis, and there's all these feelings and all these fears and all these different options that you are looking at and you're trying to understand like what's the best route for me moving forward Mm -hmm. um I think that in that moment it is so important to really like take your time and ground yourself um especially if you're a parent you know like really root down and make sure that you've got all the resources that you need to be able to make choices from a place of understanding you know, the bigger picture and also where you're at right now. Um, Because there's a lot of choices that can be made out of desperation or out of fear that may not be what's in most um, alignment with what you need or what your child needs or uh, what your family needs, because ultimately these things impact the whole family, right? Um, And then for people that are diagnosed or dealing with this as adults, you know, it's sort of a similar thing. Like, how can I like really resource myself in this moment? And people talk about resourcing. What does that mean? It's like, how can you come to a place where you feel stable? You feel solid. You feel connected to yourself. You're feeling like you've got support. Like, you know, um, you can move forward trusting yourself. And so a lot of the work that I do with people is like, where are you at right now? You know, how are you feeling right now in your body? And how can we tap into the wisdom that you have and um, bringing that forward into into the choices that you're making all along the way. Um, Yeah. I was just going to ask you, so 
so in terms of pulling those resources and getting grounded, there's got to be an obvious difference from the patient who was diagnosed versus the parents who are dealing with a whole bunch of other emotional turmoil on how to process this and cope with it. So what are some of the ways in which you have helped people to get grounded and to pull the resources? What are some of those resources that you would suggest people guide themselves toward to, towards to get to that place of being grounded? Yeah, so I think that there's so many different ways that we can do this. One is by having you know as much information as you can get your hands on about scoliosis, which, you know, one of the reasons why this month, Scoliosis Awareness Month is so important is to really make sure that people are getting that um, information and that they have a really solid context for what they are working with. Um, So like doing as much research on your own as you can, getting your answers or your questions answered by your doctor and not stopping until you get your um, questions answered. Because a lot of times, you know, like you go to the doctor's office and you leave and you're like, I don't, I still don't feel clear, you know, about what is going on. So really learning how to advocate for yourself in that way. But I'm also talking about being internally resourced, you know, and having all that information outside is going to be something that helps our mind, like really have something to chew on while we are working with um, making sure that we feel that sense of ease, that sense of calm, that sense of safety in our bodies, right? And like, if that means you have to go for a walk or do some yoga or go to the gym or call a friend or make yourself a nice meal, you know, like all the different ways that we can really nourish ourselves, nourish our bodies, make sure that we feel like we're not in a place of survival, but we're in a place where we feel like good and connected to where we're at, right? Because in that way, we get, we have more clarity about how we move forward. So it's about these like external resources of your doctors and information and all these other things, but also about being internally resourced. And when is a defining point? Because it's really easy for us to do pulling from resources, right? If we look online and then we start diving in. Mm-hmm. when 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 is a point where you would suggest people to pull back and yeah. utilize another resource because it can be overwhelming right yeah. yeah and and kids when they're diagnosed at that teenage year they are savvy mm-hmm. they know how to work the internet far better than any adult mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they can find the worst of the worst and then go in directions that might not serve them well yeah so when does it become a space of like, okay, pull back and use another, utilize another resource? How do you, in, how do you invite that conversation mm-hmm. to the family or to the young patient? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it starts again with having an understanding of, you know, being aware of when you start to go into that place of panic mm-hmm. and when you're in a place that feels good, right? So like having an understanding of how these two things feel because when we start to approach google with our questions it can be really easy for us to go deep into a spiral yeah. and feel really scared and really panicky about what our future might be right and like that's when you need to 
honor that feeling and say, okay, I need to pull myself back out of this space right now because mm-hmm. obviously it's doing something for me that doesn't feel good. And this isn't helpful because not only um, are you now sitting with all these really difficult emotions, but you can't even think clearly about um, what all this means for you, right? Um, so that is a way to do that. Um, and then really making sure that you find supportive um, spaces, right? So finding podcasts that give you information that allow you to feel good, finding people online that are showing you positive images of what it's like to live with scoliosis, finding um, inspiration through all these different new books that are coming out or um, things online. Like there's so many resources online now, which I think is one of the gifts of actually being Um, a teenager now or a kid now with scoliosis that maybe you and I didn't have um, because we just we just didn't have access to as much as there is now and it's so cool that there's so many more people sharing their stories and we have so much more available to us so um, and then and then honoring like this feels really good you know it feels good to see that someone can lift weights with scoliosis and maybe I can too you know um, and, and understanding that that too is a resource, right? And like really taking that in as, as nourishment and as support for you moving forward. I, I love that because it's such, it, it, scoliosis, I mean, we all know it, you know, it can be very debilitating. Forget about the physical part, but emotionally. Mm-hmm. And to, to give yourself grace. Mm-hmm to just say, okay, I'm going to find things that are uplifting, no matter what my situation with scoliosis is, but this will give me the opportunity to move forward, as you said, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a very productive manner of being empowered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is huge. And that's, you know, I think that's the hope for all of us. Absolutely. With, with, with social media, with being diagnosed and having scoliosis or being fused and Mm -hmm. having rods is to, to, to give everybody some empowerment that they might not have had previously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how does, how does that differ for parents that you deal with? Is there, is it different for parents versus kids? Oh yeah, for sure. Because, you know, as the, as a person who's actually living with this diagnosis, you know, I think it means something very different for you than it does for a parent. But, and I, I feel I, I want, and I want, this is something that I really um, want to move forward with in my own work is creating more resources for parents specifically to have um, so that they can feel empowered around helping their kids or even giving them language around how to actually talk to your kid about these things um, or how to deal with doctors because that can be really, <laughs> really difficult, you know? Yeah. Um And yeah, and having more parents actually sharing their story of what it was like. And I know this is what you do as well. And I think it's so amazing and important that you are offering that um, because I know, I know that it's just, it's such a, it's a challenge. And I feel like as much as there is now available for kids and teenagers, um, parents could still use a lot more support. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a lot of, I mean, I, I speak from my story, you know, and, but I mean, I know when, when our kids do something wrong, we, we question our parenting. Yeah. 
you know, and, and, and shame and, and all the, the toxicities that come with doubting ourselves mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. parents. And it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge. But I, what I learned along the way is changing the dynamic of the language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I heard somebody, somebody was talking about it, you know, one of the talking about when you deal with doctors, mm-hmm. you know, saying the question if you propose a question are you in pain is automatically subconsciously dictating to that patient that they should be in pain right right whereas instead you could say how are you feeling exactly yeah yeah and and even for parents i think to take that language Mm -hmm. towards their kids will take away some of the guilt Mm -hmm. that we might carry with our child being diagnosed Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is, yeah. It's yeah. all about where you place the focus, right? And I think so much of the care around scoliosis, there's such a focus on, um, well, you've got to, you've got to take care of yourself in all these ways to avoid all this pain mm-hmm. instead of like, how can we support your body so that you can live the life that you want? What's the life that you want? What do you want to move towards? You know? What are your dreams? What are your ambitions? What are your goals for yourself? What lights you up? What makes you feel really good? Okay, great. Now we have all of that. Now this is how we can support you so that you can do all of that, right? And that shifts the whole story. And this is something that I actually, in so last time we talked, we talked about how I moved home and I was looking at my life and trying to understand all these things. And I was coming at it from this place of like, why am I in so much pain emotionally and physically and what happened you know like what 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 could I not see and then but there's you know getting stuck too in sort of this language of healing that uh, makes us want to stay in the place of being hurt or wounded you know instead of being in a place of like being healed and being in my own agent of transformation in my life and having that language that actually feels really empowering. And so one of the shifts that I made in my own life was like, okay, I'm not looking, I looked back, right? Which I think is is a huge important piece of anybody's life mm-hmm. only to give you context for understanding why you're creating your life in the way that you are, you know? Um, I think as I was reading the other day, Moshe Feldenkrais, I don't know if okay. you're familiar with yeah. him movement guy um but he talks about how like you can't do what you want until you know what you're doing or when you know what you're doing you can do what you want right um so really understanding like oh this is what i'm doing this is how i'm creating this is how i'm feeling about my life and Mm -hmm. this is how i got myself to this point and okay this isn't working so how can i shift how can i move myself in a different direction right And so then it was not so much a focus on all the things that I wasn't allowed to do or all the ways that this really hurt me or all the ways that, um, you know, all the experiences that I had with doctors didn't feel good. It was like, well, what would feel good, you know, and how can I let myself move forward in my own life, moving towards the things that I want to do? And how can I find the support that I need in order to do that, right? And that's when things got really exciting for me. And it got fun and pleasurable and life started opening up and I felt lighter and um, 
and it's still this process of like understanding that uh, there's a there's a worthiness that we all have that I think that a lot of us with scoliosis because of our condition being this thing that's with us for the rest of our lives really it's like developing our relationship to being worthy of having enjoyment and a vibrant life there's almost a it's yours I feel like you're so you're just you you just put it out there and I couldn't agree with it a hundred percent I can't agree with that a hundred percent more because it's so it is what you said you know it's something that we have with us for the rest of our life and there's an automatic draw that brings that will bring our self-esteem down yes yes. whether it's consciously or subconsciously because of this curvature that we we just no matter how high the self-esteem is it just feels lower Mm -hmm. and to redirect that language of everything that you just said is i mean it's the best gift that we can give ourselves absolutely because when you realize that that is about getting uncomfortable mm-hmm. right that's about exploring a space that maybe is a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. that is definitely unknown mm-hmm. and being uncomfortable in that can be scary because you don't know what's on the other side right but yep. when you get to the other side you're like why was i over there the whole time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's yeah. such a game changer with 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 that and that's yeah. also what you what you provide to your your clients yeah the kids and 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 the parents and it's Mm -hmm. you know if everybody could just change that dynamic and Mm -hmm. go allow themselves to go through that process right yeah yeah it's it's I think it's so important right and people even without scoliosis dealing with the possibility of the po- dealing with possibilities and dealing with the unknown right. is terrifying, right? But I think one of the reasons too why dealing with the unknown as someone who has scoliosis is because going back to being a kid or being a teenager, it's like you don't know what's going to happen with your back, right? And right. you don't know if your curves are going to progress. So we inherently already have this this relationship to the unknown that feels life threatening, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's something that is no (laughs) that is no small matter you know that's a really big and I think that's it's it's good to anchor an understanding of how you relate to that in that context right and also say okay as an adult with your life with scoliosis moving forward you know what new information do you have on board that lets you know that the unknown and exploring this new way forward actually could be life-giving, you know? Um, And it's not something that's going to be life-threatening, but it's going to open doors for you, right? So like bringing that different experiences of like when when you opened yourself up to something new, you know, and like, when did it feel good? And how can we let that information support us moving forward even beyond, um, where we're at right now into the possibilities that we really want for our lives and 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 honing in on when did it feel good Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and don't let go of that because if 
if they can, if anybody can take that and then expand on that, then it just gets better. Yeah. And it yeah. gets better and it gets better and it gets better. And then they soar mm-hmm. and you get mm-hmm. to watch mm-hmm. and there's no better, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Exactly. Yeah. You know. And but really like staying in that place, you know, like mm-hmm. letting yourself um what you're saying, you know, the the ex- the way that we expand around letting ourselves feel the joy, feel the goodness, right. feel the all the things in life that, you know, and being in that space more and more and more is really about having that worthiness. Like you have to have a sense of worthiness that I am worthy of feeling good in my body you know in my life and um if if i think if you're struggling with with that with feeling good and being in that space more often than not then like looking at how worthiness shows up in your life is really key find the joy and be present in it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and get uncomfortable Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> get uncomfortable yeah. in the joy yeah no this is yeah. something that I work with with clients too um you know it's like when that when the feeling um when the the good feelings come up it's like okay like let let yourself really stay with that let yourself feel that let your whole body soak in that that energy and really let yourself have a a blueprint for what that feels like right and a lot of times what happens is people um, can only stay there for so long or um, they feel like once they're there the other shoe's about to drop right uh, something bad's going to happen if I let myself feel really good and so it's like just letting yourself stay you know even if it's a little bit longer in those moments you know um, is a way to really fine-tune what's happening in the body so that you can enjoy those things more you can enjoy enjoyment more so so how do you help clients create longer happiness Mm -hmm. yeah so this is one of the ways just letting yourself actually feel good (laughs) when you are feeling good when those when those moments arise in a session you know it's like really inviting that and excuse me expanding your capacity around that um, in our sessions together Um, but then also just knowing like what makes me happy what fills me with joy what what am I placing my attention on again you know um, because a lot of people will come to me because they have all these different things that are holding them back or they're in pain Mm -hmm. or they feel you know afraid to move forward in this way or they want to deal with a certain trauma that came up when they had whatever conversation with their doctor or you know the scoliosis is impacting their relationship in this way so there's like there's a reason why that that's not comfortable that doesn't feel good that they you know show up in front of me um and so letting our attention go into like what is working what does feel good in your life um what does feel good in your body and inviting more and more awareness into those spaces and um inviting them to bring bring more of themselves into the things that they know feel good and again this comes back to language too because i think in our culture and and maybe it's true in other places in the world I don't know um, but we have so many ways to talk about our pain 
We have so many words to talk about the things that hurt us, that feel scary, and or, you know, it's like we see it so much. We have mm-hmm. so many ways to talk about this. And talking about the things that feel good, describing how pleasure feels, describing how our joy feels in our body, it's like, this is a very disorienting thing for a lot of people, you know? It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, okay, like, let's develop a vocabulary around this. Let's develop an awareness. Let's develop our capacity to hold this with language, with, with sensation, um, with our body, with, our, with all the things, you know, so we can actually experience this and be this in our lives. So when, so I'm going to put this out there, right? Something I usually ask as we might have experienced last time, when somebody, somebody comes to you and they're talking and they, they, are, they are blanketed with pain, hmm. with the parents, they are blanketed with their pain and the child is blanketed with their pain of scoliosis. What do you give them homework? And if you do, after their first session and introduction, what is the homework that you would give somebody to move one step closer towards being in a place of happiness? I love this question. (laughs) Uh, So usually when I start working with someone, you know, I start with questions like, where, where do you thrive? Where do you feel like you thrive in life? Where do you feel like you're really, um, what lights you up? What makes you feel good? You know, like what are the activities that you enjoy? Um, I I start with some of these questions and um, it's interesting what it opens up, right? And and because one of the other things that I feel is really, really important with people who have scoliosis, especially working with kids or teenagers is making sure that their identity is not rooted or revolving around having this diagnosis, right? So it's like who you are and what you are allowed to experience in life goes beyond what's happening in your spine. And so starting from a place of let's look at where you're happy, right? Like let's look at, and maybe this was before you were diagnosed, like what was making you feel good before this? And how can we bring more of that into your journey right now? And how can we make sure that the ways that you're getting to know yourself are more uh, connected to the things that feel really good in your life versus this really challenging experience, right? And then it's sort of like your life and your awareness naturally starts to reorganize in a way that allows you to know that this is just part of my life experience but it's not my whole life experience and I'm allowed to have so many different other experiences in life that don't have uh, the confines that maybe my back might. I love that and that is exactly why I wanted to have you as a guest again on the T3 Fit Scoliosis podcast because it needs to be after this month we it needs to be ended on a high note mm. of being positive of being embracing of ourselves mm-hmm. and 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 empowerment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you you give that wholeheartedly you do you <laughs> 
I really hope, I hope that the work that I'm offering out in the world and that my life, even as an example, can be one of empowerment because this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, like I want people to know that they can have a full vibrant life and that their dreams can come true. And this diagnosis does not have to be something that holds you back now or ever. Um, and that actually you can use your back, you can use your body as a way to help point you in the direction of what feels good and what lights you up in your life. And I actually, I had a, so last time we talked about how I was in Spain, um, <clears throat> by the way, shout out to Beth Terranova for making that happen. Uh, we love Beth. Yes. If you don't know Beth of Strength and Spine, you definitely mm -hmm. have to check her out. Yeah. Um, she's also doing phenomenal work in this world empowering people and i would be remiss to not mention um the She's most beloved star. death yes yeah. she absolutely is but i went to italy after that because i've got a friend my scoliosis pen pal that i've had since i was 13 she she cool. lives in italy yeah nice and so I, I spent some time in rome by myself and i'm just obsessed with this city and i went to rome when i was the first time when i was 15 and i had a back brace and it was like oh my gosh it just changed my life when I was 15 mm -hmm. um but last week I was telling a friend about my trip and I was saying to her you know like yeah I think I want to move to Rome and I started crying you know but it wasn't like sad tears it was it was like I just said something out loud that felt so true and deep in my heart that it brought tears to my eyes right so like this is one of the ways that I think that we can start to listen to our bodies and, and honor what our bodies are telling us. Our bodies know things that our conscious brain doesn't always know. Like, I'm, I know I'm saying, like, I want to move to Rome, but I didn't feel how deep inside of me that I felt that, right? And so we keep talking and I notice, you know, too, as someone with scoliosis, I'm sitting in this chair and I'm, I'm resting in my curves, as we say, right? And she says to me, yeah, you're going to move to Rome. And as soon as she said that, I like shot up, like my whole back went into alignment and I like made all of my postural corrections. And I was sitting there and I was like, I just heard her say this thing that like brought my whole being into this place of like being awake and aware and, and, you know, in alignment. Yeah. Right. And I was like, wow, as someone who studies their subconscious movements and how that's speaking to our beliefs and what what we know is true about our lives like that was a really fascinating moment for me mm -hmm. to witness in myself um and to say like wow like my body is really responding to this and it's telling me something and I think too that that's a gift that we can work with as people that have scoliosis like I'm getting to know your body in a way that's not just about um how do you fix your scoliosis you know but like your body's also offering you so much more information about your life and who you are and yeah. what's possible for you that isn't about like fixing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's about, it's about so much more. And so our bodies just are these amazing instruments. And even when you have scoliosis, it's still an amazing instrument. And just to be awake mm -hmm. when just to be awake mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to be aware of, of how how your curves impact you and how you can 
no pun intended, how you can correct them. Yeah. From sitting in your curve to sitting upright, mm -hmm. because your friend says that, that's mm -hmm. right there. That's, yeah. if you're open to listening, mm -hmm. you'll receive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You'll mm -hmm. receive. Yeah. So, I, Caitlin, I would like to thank you once again for being a guest on the show. Mm -hmm. If anybody has any questions about scoliosis and looking to find a way on how to move forward with their curves, please feel free to reach out to Caitlin Carlson on Instagram. Um, she's gonna tell us her name once again on Instagram. It's just at Caitlin Carlson. Um, and my website is CaitlinCarlson.com. So that's just my name. Yeah. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to her. And everybody, we wish you a great, we hope that it has been a great Scoliosis Awareness Month for you and that you have learned something new along the way. And uh, please feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Caitlin, thank you for being a guest. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. If you like this episode, chances are there's someone else out there who needs to hear it too. So it would be a huge favor to me if you'd go ahead and give us a five-star review. It helps me get the message out to more people. And if you need help moving in pain, then download my five free tips and I'll catch you on the next episode.